Banker. Um, how are you all doing? Um, it's been a while. I took a very short, unplanned, <laughs> but very necessary hiatus. Um, but I'm back and I'm excited to be back. Uh, it's so good to be um, coming to you again today. Um, before I dive into today's episode, I just want to remind you to please um, rate and subscribe to the podcast um, wherever you get your podcasts from. So whatever platform you're using, I would really, really love if you could rate it um, and subscribe or follow and leave a comment. Um, I know that you can leave a review. So please do so because it helps other people find the podcast. Also, I'm really keen to see what you think um, and to engage with me. So please get in touch um, with the conversation on Instagram. It's at on adult underscore pod same handle on twitter which is at on adult underscore pod and let's talk let's interact um i really would love to hear from you uh i hope you're doing well um and if not i hope that these this pod this particular episode would be a great escape uh, for you from whatever is not making you feel well or a great opportunity to think (laughs) and reflect I love doing that I think I'm a very pensive person and so I myself I love listening to podcasts that really make me stop and think wow like you know they make me pause and rethink my whole life and all the decisions that I've made um so I love that. And, um, you know, if anything, I, I hope that this would be uh, a really great few minutes of me. So today's episode is something that I'm really excited about. Um, I think I've teased it in a previous episode, actually. But today <laughs> we finally get to talk about it. And um, I don't know about you, right? But me, I am typically like non-confrontational you know it's like I like to avoid problems you know I don't want the smoke right and I don't necessarily want to give other people the smoke (laughs) you know I just like want everybody to live in harmony and all of that good stuff right but um many times I find myself saying um no to things that I may want to say yes to or yes to to things that I may want to probably want to say no to Um, For example, a friend wanted me to go to a party with them recently um, and I had several reasons why I didn't want to go, to be honest. And I said no at first um, and, you know, they kept pushing me. They were like, oh, come on, it'll be great, it'll be fun. And I was kind of thinking about it and I said, "Okay, I'll think about it. Um, And I thought about it and I said, and I, I had to be honest with myself and I said, I really don't want to go to this party. If I say yes... I would be saying yes just to please this person. I'm I'm not saying yes because I want to go. I'm only saying yes because I, I, I know that you want me to say yes, basically. And in the end, I had to say no because I was like, I really don't want to go. Um, and I don't want to put myself in a position where I'm just like kicking myself in my mind. Like, why did I say yes? Why did I say no? So that was just an example of something that happened to me recently. Now, I don't know if you can tell from that anecdote what we're going to be talking about today, but you probably have guessed it, which is people pleasing. Now, people pleasing is like a disease. It's like a pandemic that just you know, is there, I mean, we're all in a pandemic, we can all relate to COVID, we can all relate to 
something that's like so deep seated that can just it changes how your body works right think of people pleasing in a similar manner um except it's just it affects your mind to I think and your behavior and your view of the world and of yourself um now before we jump into the nitty-gritties of it I like to start with a definition I think it's always very helpful to define the thing that we're talking about right let's define the monster let's put a face to the name and all of that good stuff right <laughs> so um according to the website signsofpeople.com they define people pleaser um or a people pleaser as someone who who is who tries hard to make others happy they will often go out of their way to please someone um even if it means taking their own valuable time or resources away from them people pleasers often act the way they do because of their insecurities and lack of self esteem now we're going to talk about that because like word okay <laughs> like that's so true um and you know uh they have uh someone who I'm assuming is a psychologist Dr Susan Newman who goes on to say that people pleasers can often be perfectionists uh for example rehearsing what they're going to say before a phone call styling their hair meticulously in the mirror um you know all of that all of that thing you know spending hours browsing the internet for the perfect smartphone that quote unquote defines them now i mean i think when you take each of the the examples that i've given nothing particularly wrong with them you know on their own inherently right they're all pretty innocuous things right like you know sometimes you should rehearse what you're going to say before a phone call <laughs> you know particularly if it's an important phone call or a conversation in which you really want to be careful about how you express yourself i think that's important um and i think that actually that's commendable to do right there's a fine line though when it goes into maybe people pleasing um also you know putting putting yourself styling yourself uh, you know a different way we're going to talk about i'm going to talk about maybe kind of some of the implications that implications of that later on um but that's really interesting isn't it i think people pleasing is just the general idea that you want to make yourself you want to make um others happy um but where it gets wrong is is at the expense of yourself so typically a people pleaser would um you would want to make other people happy at the expense of your own happiness you put other people's needs before yours um you put sometimes you can put other people on a pedestal and you put yourself down um and uh oftentimes i think the worst part of people pleasing is that oftentimes it um is it goes unnoticed it masks itself i think that for me that's just what i found so tricky and i'm telling you this as a recovering people pleaser myself okay like i read this book which i'm going to talk about in a minute and it the book just it read me for filth like you know when a book just drags you from page 1 cover to cover that was what this book did for me um and so i for me i think that one of the the real worst and ugliest parts of people pleasing is that as oftentimes it goes unnoticed so it's not easily recognizable um you think you know but you really don't know um and so you know i've talked about some of the characteristics um about people pleasing is um, maybe 
oftentimes people might be um, perfectionist. Um, low self-esteem uh, is also, and low self-worth is also a very strong characteristic. Again, sometimes these might go unnoticed or they might look very differently. And I'll talk about some of the ways in which they do later on. Um, but also if you're a very strong type A personality, that could be, you know, a warning sign, according to psychologists, that um, people, uh, you might be a people pleaser. Um, if you have a strong need for control, um, <laughs> and I'm really laughing at that and I'm feeling very dragged, I'm very triggered by this. This, and by this, I mean, this is from um, Dr. Um, Anne Stenson, Stonson, who is a um, psychotherapist and she specializes in people who, um, in codependency, um, uh, t- t- uh, t- in helping people with codependency, essentially. Um, and, you know, she thinks that, you know, typically a type A personality, somebody that has a strong need for control. And I'm feeling particularly triggered by that <laughs> because <laughs> recently I've I've re- I've noticed, I mean, I've always known that I like to be in control, but this week specifically, it's become, you know, very obvious to me. And I really had to like, have a talk with myself and I, you know I, I realize that like my strong need for control is a response a response to trauma that I have experienced before and um it was very scary because I was like whoa like I want to control as many things as I can but you know the, the nature of life is that like very few things are in our control and I always say to myself that sometimes the the perceived notion that I have sometimes I have very like grand notions of control uh, you can really tell my issues here. I'm just airing myself out, but let's go on. Um, yeah, sometimes I have really like grand, like a grand notion of control, but I always say to myself, that's false. It's an illusion. It's a facade. It's not real. I'm not really, I always have to remind myself that I'm not really as in control as I think I am. Um, because, you know, who knows? I don't even know what will happen in the next five minutes, let alone the next five days or five hours. Um, and so, yeah, so I like control. I'm working on it though. Don't worry. I'm working on it. Right. I'm working on it. (laughs) Um, but yeah, again, I was super triggered by that because I was like, whoa, yeah, I personally typically like control, but like I told you guys, I'm a recovering people pleaser. Um, over the last year, I have really noticed behavior in myself that, uh, you know, suggests that I was a people pleaser. And I'm going to give you a short quiz in a second. And you can just, you know, you can, you can take this now and we can see, we can see where we're at. Okay. (laughs) On the people pleasing spectrum. Um, and, um, yeah, I think that over the last year, it's become really apparent to me just like how much, you know, of a people pleaser trait that I had or that I, well, had past tense because I've, thankfully I have done a lot of work and I'm like I'm so much better now than I would say even a year ago um and if you listen to my episode on um 10 things they don't tell you in your 20s one of the points I made was that you're probably a people pleaser and you don't know it I think that it's very easy to think that a people pleaser is just somebody who is just like you know (laughs) somebody who's very like desperate for attention or somebody you know who seeks uh yeah who seeks attention who is just 
I don't know, a loner or whatever, but no, that's not true. I think that each, I actually th- do think that each of us have a people pleaser trait. Um, to some people that goes quite, ex- ex- it's quite extreme and it becomes perverse um, and it becomes, you know, to a point where it's very damaging and hurtful to you as a person. Um, whereas from, for some other people, there are, um, you know, less so. Maybe you still have some traits because I think we all do, but less so. Um, and so, so let me get into this quiz actually because I think that it will be very helpful. Um, and you can examine yourself. And you know, when you you know leave a comment on on social media on on or on SoundCloud, let me know what you think and where you let me know where you fall on the spectrum of people pleasing. <laughs> Okay, so here's how it's going to work. And you can pause this, you know, as I say the questions, if you want to take the quiz. I'm going to read out a bunch of questions. And I got these from the book called Pleasing People. And it's by Lou Priolo. And what an amazing book. This is the book that I was referring to that was dragging me from page to page, like from page one cover to cover just dragging me <laughs> it's a wonderful book I highly recommend it um it is a, a I think it is a Christian book because it's written from um the perspective of a Christian so Lou Priolo um he's a Christian um he's also a counsellor um and so he has like a you know decades of experience um in this um and I just think that even if you're not a Christian this book is such a helpful tool because uh one thing I really credit this book for is it it makes a lot of points in which you may not typically associate with people pleasing but actually when you think about it and you re-examine your motives you're like "Ah, actually yeah (laughs) that has its root in people pleasing and I think that that's one thing that this book really did for me is like it really forced me to re-examine my intentions and my motion my my motives of certain things Uh, And it, you know, it says actually a lot of the things that you do, what's lurking underneath is driven by people pleasing. All right. So I'm about to read these questions, right? Grab a pen, grab a notepad, right? Um, So here's how it works. Um, I'll read a few questions and then you give yourself uh, a point uh, on each question, right? So between five to one, five being never or hardly ever four being seldom, three being sometimes, two being frequently, and one being always or almost always, right? So scale from five to one, five being never, one being always, right? Um, And then so give yourself a point for each each question and then we're going to tally it up and we're going to see... you know, what that means, right? So first question is, I listen with anxious attentiveness when others discuss that which pleases or displeases them. So give yourself a point between five and one, five being never, one being always, um, where you rank on that that scale. So I'm going to read the question again is I listen with anxious attentiveness when others discuss that which pleases or displeases them. Number two, and like I said, you can feel free to pause, rewind this if you need to. Number two, I gossip about others to people whom I believe will be pleased with me for giving them such luscious tidbits of information. Number three, 
I believe that being rejected is one of the worst things that a person could possibly experience. Number four, I avoid conflicts rather than trying to resolve them. Number five, I become angry when I am contradicted by others, especially when being publicly contradicted. Number six, so I have eight of these, so we're nearly there. Number six, I overreact to criticism by dwelling on it too long or unnecessarily allowing it to depress me. Number seven, I value the approval of certain individuals from whom I expect to receive certain honours more than the approval of those from whom I do not expect to receive such honours. I'm going to read that again because that was kind of long. (laughs) So I value the approval of certain individuals from whom I expect to receive certain honours more than the approval of those from whom I do not expect to receive such honours. So rate yourself from five to one on that. And the final question is, I struggle with being a respecter of persons and showing favoritism. Right. Okay. So tally up your points on each question. (laughs) Go back, you know, assess and reassess. Tally up your points. Um, And uh, so here here are the results of what they mean. Uh, if you scored between 35 to 40, then you are most likely not a people pleaser. Uh, and you know what? You may even have a problem with be- with being insensitive <laughs> or hard hearted. Right. So if you scored super high between 35 to 40, it's like seek help because <laughs> people probably hate you. <laughs> um, if you scored between 34 to 30, you, you know, probably a little bit too concerned by what other people think of you. Um, as I think, unfortunately, a lot of population are. If you scored between 25 to 29, then you are a bona fide people pleaser. <laughs> I'm so sorry to break it to you. There's no other way to say it, but you're a people pleaser. Um, if you scored under 25, then you, my friend, are an approval addict. And again, I'm so sorry to be the one to break it to you, but it will suggest (laughs) that you care a little bit too much. In fact, actively crave and seek the approval of other people. Um, And in all honesty, you know, that's not that's not a a good place to be in. Um, So I really hope that this this mini quiz has given you a good indication of where you fall on the people pleasing spectrum um I don't know about you but when I took this quiz when I was reading the book it was a very um harsh realization (laughs) it was a harsh wake-up call it was very hard pill to swallow because I definitely scored in the bona fide people pleasing uh like part of it or maybe even in the approval addict I can't remember now and I read this book um almost a year ago but uh yeah it was a a super like uh like harsh wake-up call because I was like whoa I mean I kind of guess maybe I was a people pleaser but I was like I didn't know it was this bad Uh, and so I think that everything I've done up and since then has been to kind of retrain my mind and help me to get out of that 
Um, and so that's some of the things that I wouldn't discuss today. And I really hope that you will find this helpful, um, particularly if you scored below 34, to be honest, which I suspect most people will. Um, and I think that also that's kind of the point that I'm making is that to, to a degree, we all have people pleasing traits. Right. And so you've got to check yourself regularly um, to make sure that you are. Um, just, you know, you're not kind of entering, you're not venturing too often into the territory of being an approval addict. Um, I think that there's also something to be said about codependency here. Um, I think that, um, it's very important to evaluate the relationships that we're in and the relationships around us to make sure that, um, we are not codependent um and just very briefly you know codependency is you know just a a relationship that is on balance so a codependent person um cannot function on their own um their thinking and their behavior is uh instead organized around another person or process or substance and this is according to google but there are several studies and i think that i would do a separate episode actually on codependency um because again I think that unfortunately it's very it's kind of easy to slip into so yeah I think that if you're if you're a people pleaser you're more likely to be in a codependent relationship and you might not even realize it and so it has implications for so many things Um, and I think that because it's so important we shouldn't be content with being people pleasers if we find that we are I think that if we find that we are we should be actively trying to move away from it and actively trying to change because um it things only get worse and worse um and like I said it's 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 not a good place to be in at all and so check yourself you know if you find that you're always overworked if you find that you neglect your own needs and you put other people's needs ahead of your own if you find that you're saying yes when you should be saying no or you're saying no when you should be saying yes if you find that um you always see yourself as the bad guy if you find that um you're always you know doing things begrudgingly if you find that um relationships you have are built on the idea of the other person or the other people liking you and should that be based on something that you're doing um either doing for them or doing in general and if you were to stop doing that if that relationship will change then that's that's definitely an issue um and it's something that I think you might want to look into because those are examples of um just how um you know, people pleasing could be, you know, really running rife, um, you know, in your personality um, trait. So it's not a good place to be in. I think you've got that um, from from a lot of things that I've, I've been saying. Um, and one of the reasons, like I mentioned earlier, one of the reasons that I really like that book and by extension, the quiz that I just, uh, that we just took is because to me, at least anyway, some of these things don't seem obvious. Like if you're mad at someone because they contradict you in in public, you know, you might think, oh, that's somebody who is arrogant or who thinks too much of themselves. Um, you, you, I, I wouldn't necessarily think that's a people pleaser. Um, 
because I would have thought, oh, a people pleaser is maybe somebody who's a bit more timid, you know, somebody who, um, you know, doesn't like to be right, that sort of thing. But actually here it's saying that, no, if you're, if you don't like being contradicted often, that might be a people pleaser trait. Um, um, and, you know, avoiding conflicts, that one seems maybe a little bit more obvious. Um, but also, for example, giving people like juicy tidbits and gossiping, um, to some people that's innocuous, but actually to, to other people, that's quite a, it's quite a serious thing because it can be very damaging to other people's reputation, uh, the person that you're gossiping about's reputation. So again, if you're, you're gossiping about some, your friendship on, with somebody else is based on gossip that you share and you think that if you stopped doing that, they might stop being your friend. Again, like might be something that you want to check because I think that that's rooted in your motives, are, are rooted in pleasing them. Uh, and again, like not something that I would have thought was super obvious um, as a people pleaser trait. But when I think about it, I think it makes perfect sense um, and a very dangerous place to be in, in my opinion. So I have some realizations here about people pleasing, um, and this is these are ones that I've I've kind of had as I've been thinking about it, um, and the first one is that, uh, and actually this one I got from the book which I really love. The first realization is that you can't please all of the people even some of the time. So and it's so true because it's just like if we can't please even all of the people some of the time. Why do we think that we can please all of the people all of the time or some people all of the time? You can never please anybody some of the time. Think about it. You don't even please yourself all of the time. <laughs> like, you know, think of how many times, you know, that you are, you do something and or don't do something and are displeased with yourself. How much more somebody that's outside of you, which is other people. Um, and so it's just like, it's you're fighting a losing battle if you think that you can please other people consistently. Um, I think that in many ways that's quite an irrational thought because, um, you know, ma- many things it's like even you breathing, it's like, you know, that's not pleasing to some people. So um, you can't please all of the people even some of the time. So just stop stop trying to please people. Um and I just really want to clarify here also because um, there are instances where pleasing people is appropriate. There are instances. For example, if you uh, want to make a new friend, right, and you, I don't know, buy them some ice cream, do something nice for them, right? You're doing that, you know, because, yeah, you like them and you want to show them that you can be their friend. But I think in turn, also, you want them to like you um, like you back. Um, I think that that is, that is, that is, that's fine. Um, I think that there might also be sometimes when, I don't know, say you're with a group of friends, everybody wants burgers, but you want a pizza. Um, but you decide to go with the majority. You're like, fine, I'll have a, I'll have a, um, a burger since it's easier. Um, in that, in that case, um, I, depending on how, that decision has come to be I think that it can be okay essentially I would class people pleasing as 
when it's not at the expense of um your own fundamental needs um or when you're not betraying yourself um or when you are not um yeah i guess that when you're not being dishonorable to yourself and to your core values um i think that sometimes you know people pleasing in that sense can be appropriate because you know sometimes it's just compromise and all compromise isn't wrong sometimes it is um i think that like i was saying earlier it becomes perverse and wrong when it's um when you're constantly placing other people's needs before you and um when it's something that is i think dishonorable to your core fundamental as uh, beliefs as a person and it's really interesting actually because i was listening to a podcast the other day and um it was so great uh it was a really great conversation i actually will recommend it um it's called the sunday jump start and it's by jessica lauren um and she was talking about um i think the episode was called speak up for yourself um and she was talking about um an, an incident where a colleague uh, i think bought her some i think it was waffles i can't remember what but let's say they were waffles right um, a colleague bought her some waffles and she was like, she hated waffles so much. <laughs> she just could not stand them. But the colleague came in the office and like, they were so cheery and they were like, so like, oh, I've done something really nice, something really good for you. I brought you a waffle. And she was just like in her mind, you know, you, you know, you do those like few seconds of like, um, analysis in your mind and she was just like oh gosh no I hate waffles what do I do do I just smile and say yes and take it and pretend to be happy or do I just tell her that like no girl and she ended up just saying you know I'm so sorry but I really really don't like waffles <laughs> and ended up totally bursting her colleague's bubble um, because the colleague was really excited because she's like oh I did something really nice for you um, and I have to admit, when I when I um, first listened to that, I thought, wow, like, wouldn't it, wouldn't it have just been easier to smile and take the waffle? Like, it's just a waffle. <laughs> like, smile, like, you know, it doesn't have any, like, implication per se. Like, just smile and take it and just go about your business. Um, but, you know, then she began to explain that, like, actually, she was glad that she said that because she was able to tell the colleague, like, thank you. I love you. I just don't love the waffle. <laughs> uh, and it really just helped their relationship going forward. And, you know, she was just like, now her colleague knew that, like, she wasn't going to waste money anymore buying her something that she didn't like and she wasn't going to use. Um, and that really helped her. She was saying, like, on a personal note, um, it really helped her, like, find her voice and it really helped her speak up for herself. And just a way, one of the ways in which she could honour herself by doing that, by putting her needs first. And you know what I thought about it again? And I was just like, okay, yeah. <laughs> like, that makes sense. Like, I, I can understand that. Whereas at first I was just like, you know, you're being a little bit difficult. Just take the waffle and go. But actually when she articulated it that way and broke it down and, you know, it was a way for her to honor herself. I thought, you know what? Yes, go on, girl. Like, I, I yes, I applaud that um so yeah the the podcast is called the sunday jump start um is by jessica lauren um i will recommend that episode um it was called speak up speak up for yourself um it was really good
back to realizations about people pleasing. So we've said that you can't please all of the people, even some of the time. And so trying to live your life in a people pleasing pattern is unrealistic because you're fighting a losing battle. The second realization I've had is that oftentimes it can be a reflection of how you see yourself. Um, and you know, it's, to me, it's often related to a warped sense of self-esteem and self-worth. Uh, and what I mean by that is that if you don't value yourself enough, it's very easy for you to put other people on the pedestal. It's very easy for you to think that they are right and you are wrong. Um, it's very easy to place more worth um, and more value and more esteem in other people than yourself. And so because you place more worth in them, you you naturally will then, in a, in a way, look up to them, right? It might not be in a super obvious way, but that would be the um, implications of the actions is you will then, you will look up to them and then you would then want to please them. You would then want to, for example, agree with them, right? So say, for example, you are you know, in a, in a circle and somebody says, you know, I don't like X, Y, Z because it's not as good. Um, because you, uh, because you attach more worth to that other person, you could find yourself being like, oh yeah, I agree with them. Whereas naturally you might not, you might very well like the item that they've just said they don't like, but because you, uh, attach place more, um, more worth and more esteem to them you end up going along with them you end up going along with um their their opinions and their beliefs and their values and if that is a person that you're in a relationship with um and I don't just mean that in a romantic sense I mean it could be a friendship it could be a, a family a family bond for example then that then results in a codependent codependent relationship um and so it's just it's a cycle and so um oftentimes um people pleasing is a reflection of how you see yourself and unfortunately it's a poor reflection or it's a reflection of how to some degree you poorly um esteem yourself um and the worth that you attach to yourself um if you have low self-esteem and low self-worth um you will be a people pleaser um, and I think that that's why I, especially be, as an adult, um, a high self-esteem and high sense of self-worth is one of your greatest assets. I like, I can't even, I can't overstate this. I really, really cannot. Um, and I think that self-esteem is not just something that teenage girls struggle with, like you see in Hollywood movies. No, it's just like, like a lot of people struggle with self-esteem. Um, I know that I have over the last, I would say maybe three to five years done a lot of work on my self-esteem. And it's so funny because it's like, for example, I always knew that maybe there was something wasn't quite right. Um, but it wasn't until like really bad experiences happened to me that was like, whoa, <laughs> okay. So apparently I have low self-esteem. Um, and that could be with, in my case, for example, it was with jobs. You know, I had a, I was in this one job once and, um, I didn't last there very long for several reasons, including this, but, um, this was when I was still like, you know, struggling with self-esteem and, you know, 
I suppose hadn't done the work yet or in the process of doing the work but you know I had a manager that just felt like she could talk down at me and I would let her because I had low low self-esteem or low self-worth like I just felt like I couldn't talk back and I felt like I couldn't I felt like there was nothing that I could say to defend myself um against her and so she would just say whatever um and it got it got really bad even actually to the point of like I was essentially demoted was was the whole was the was the implication of it and it's so funny because I look back now and I'm like huh who was that like because I'm just like right now just like I wish somebody would (laughs) like I just I wish you would because like thankfully I've come a long way from that person and it's just like I if I could meet her if I could meet me five years ago I would just give me a really really long deep hug and I would tell her or me that like it, it gets okay sweetheart you do get better you do grow as a person um and it's just like if it was now of course I have so many things to say to that manager um and it's just like number one would be uh first of all don't talk to me in such manner thank you very much I'm a colleague and I demand respect um so please speak to me accordingly uh like like right now I just you know I know that there's so many things that I could say whereas back then I just didn't feel like I could um and so yeah having a high self-esteem and a high self-worth is one of your greatest assets as a person as an adult um as anybody a high self-esteem <laughs> um and so the other realization that i had is um as i was thinking about this and reflecting over my own life is that you can't always be in the wrong and you can't always be the bad guy um, and this is so key because I think that as a people pleaser, um, you're used to, you might be like me. I like to think that I'm very analytical. So it's part of what I do in my day job. Um, but also in my own personal life, like when something happens, I like to think, you know, the cog start, starts turning and I like to think, okay, I retrace my steps <laughs> and I think, okay, where did this go wrong? Why did it go wrong? How could it have been better? And as a people pleaser, um, you might uh, like to evaluate things a lot and only see your role in the undoing of a situation or of an incident. Um, You might only be able to see how you've done wrong, maybe not necessarily how the other person has done wrong. Um, And my answer to you is, you can't always be the bad guy. You're not always the bad guy and you can't always be the villain in your own story. Like other people also have faults and attach those to them appropriately. Um, And now I think that there's something to be said for self-awareness and I'm not, I'm by no means advocating a lack of self-awareness because I myself, I like to be self-aware that's why like I always analyze things and I always think huh how could I have done that better when I said that is that what I meant you know is that what caused this to happen and then did that then make this go wrong like I you know I try to like draw the line connect the dots draw the graph see where I could have you know when I said something and it all went downhill from there and um I think that I this actually happened to me recently a situation happened um and I could only see my own 
faults in it for months actually I could only see what I could tell you I could write your a whole book <laughs> on where I went wrong um and I have a friend who um I think honestly from day one she could see the problem she could she could from the get-go she could see the issue and she was side-eyeing but like I couldn't see it and it was like months later we were having a conversation and I was just like whoa you kept telling me back then but I couldn't see it I could only see my fault I couldn't I couldn't see the other person's faults and she was just like yeah girl I was telling you <laughs> and I think that like I just I had to come to that realization for myself um, and she was just like you know don't beat yourself up about it sometimes these things happen but the most important thing is that you have in fact realized where the other person went wrong and so whilst for months I was I kept analyzing when I kept analyzing the situation I could only see my own faults now uh g- g- glaringly <laughs> I could see the other person's faults glaringly like it just is so big and ugly I can see the other person's faults whereas I could only see before I can only see my own big and ugly faults um and so what I will say to you is that um you you it takes two to tango in anything right and so you can't always be the bad guy and so you know if you're always analyzing situations and you're always coming up short against another person I think it's time to check that in yourself and um really sit down and think is this true and this is where I think good trusted friends and sound advice and wisdom comes into play um I think it's very important to ask other people who know you um in a situation and say you know was this my fault or was all of it my fault or like are there instances where the other person had a part to play in it um because if you're always seeing yourself as a villain then you that might be a people-pleasing problem um and the final thing I'll say on this point on on realizations is that is possible to break the cycle it is it is possible um the good thing or kind of good thing (laughs) is that um a lot of people pleasing behavior um is actually is learned behavior and if it's learned behavior it means that it can also be unlearned um, and I think that this is where doing the the work comes into play. This is where reading books such as Pleasing People by Lou Priolo that I mentioned earlier. This is where it comes into play. This is where I'm talking to trusted friends who know you, who can, you know, properly like appraise your behavior and situations. This is where it comes into play. This is where you sitting down and, um, you know, thinking about yourself and having a self self-awareness comes into play it is possible to break the cycle you're not doomed to be a people pleaser forever (laughs) you're not um I'm speaking as a recovering people pleaser it is possible there is a light at the end of the tunnel um and so don't feel like you're trapped in this never-ending cycle or vacuum of people pleasing because you can you and it takes little steps right like for me they were all baby steps and it eventually my mind um it kind of just rechanged the way I thought it rechanged it changed the way I um just saw the world and like it just fine-tuned things so um that's one piece of encouragement to you is that it is possible to change
when we talk about change, how to change, I have a few tips in this. Um, and um, I would just, again, recommend going away to do some reading because there's so many great resources on the internet. But um, you can probably guess what the first thing I'm going to say is. But the first thing I'm going to say is to create boundaries. Now, I feel like the word, the bound, this gets thrown around a thrown around a lot it's like create boundaries create boundaries but it's like what is a boundary and how do you do that and according to the website uh road to growth um they said that defining boundaries is a process of determining what behavior you will accept from others and what you will not so these can be physical boundaries or they could be emotional boundaries um and i think that it's so crucial to um to set the stand you set the standard for yourself you draw the line and let that be the boundary um you know that saying um people treat you um how you let them um is so true and i think that like if you start to if you start uh creating boundaries um and telling people no i won't accept this behavior or yes you know, or no, I don't want that. Or yes, I do want that. Or yes, please address me in such, in this manner. Please don't say that to me or no, I don't like that. You know, for examples, um, if you started doing that, I think one, one, it will be probably a shock to people around you who are used to seeing you in one way. Um, but absolutely you set a standard for how you're going to be treated. Um, and I think that that's the most important thing here. It's taking back the power from other people and it's placing them back in your own hands. Um, and so I would say create boundaries. Um, and the thing with boundaries is that you can start with baby steps. That's the wonderful thing about them. So it could be, for example, in my case, the the example I gave earlier by saying, no, I don't want to this go to go to this party Um or, you know, in the case of Jessica saying, no, I don't like waffles, actually, <laughs> you know, like um, you could start with small baby steps and they they eventually build your confidence um, and give you the, if you like, permission or audacity to be able to make even challenge, make even bigger boundaries. Um, and so set the standard for yourself, set the minimum requirement of how people treat you. Um, don't let other people define that define that for yourself um and then in that in that sense you then tend to have a voice more now speaking of voices my number two um advice to this is to speak up for yourself and speak up for yourself often um don't allow your voice to be muted don't allow your needs to go unmet you know speak up for yourself you know um, I think that in this case, this is where um, healthy confrontation comes into play. Now, you got to be careful. I'm not saying start a fight with everybody. <laughs> I'm not saying, you know, walk in a room, walk into a room and start smoking everybody. No, that's not what I'm saying. But I am saying that sometimes um, uncomfortable conversations are necessary uh, for growth, both in you as an individual, um, but also with your relationship with the other person and so you know start start if there's something that's always like nag it's been nagging on you break it out break up break open the kind of worms like you know talk about it bring it to the table um don't shy away 
from conversations and this is a word to myself <laughs> don't shy away from conversations even though they might be hard or uncomfortable or squirmish don't shy away from necessary conversations um because oftentimes they take you they they take you to a place of growth um in my opinion um and to that my my other point will be to honor yourself and what i mean by that particularly is with your needs um bring your need your needs matter bring your needs to the forefront bring bring your needs to the table and demand that they are met by people around you and you speak up for yourself so say for example if you um don't like to be called a certain name for example right and um you know say maybe people in your friendship groups they um you know make fun of you or something um you like you can say no and you can challenge that so I'll give you a silly example this is kind of silly but um like my friend so me and my friends like we all banter we make we make jokes and fun of each other it's kind of part of our banter but it's all in love um and one time they always used to say like oh Banky you're so annoying you're so annoying um and like it's this has been going on for years and it was funny but one day you know I I said hang on a minute show me evidence (laughs) I was like because I was just honestly I was tired of hearing it um and it was it was it was it was done in a joking disguise it was all it was all jokes but I think one day I woke up and I was just like I didn't find this funny anymore and I remember so we were all together laughing one once and someone said it and I was just like where's the evidence for this show it to me and I was just like if you can't show me evidence I don't want to hear it anymore and to their credit like they have stopped saying that less um I actually don't remember the last time I've heard that um and you know I in that in that in that case I spoke up for myself I brought my knees to the forefront because I was just like well I don't find this funny anymore um and I said I I said I don't want to hear it (laughs) I said if you can't bring up evidence to back it up I don't want to hear it um so for example that is that is one way in which you can bring your needs to the forefront. You can speak up for yourself. You can create a boundary. See, I've just, in that one example I did, I did, I, I just gave, I did those three things. Okay. I created a boundary. I spoke up for myself. I brought my needs to the forefront. And I think that things like that will be, they help you to um, overcome being a people pleaser because you're asserting yourself and it, it, it brings yourself to the forefront and it lowers the, the esteem and the worth that you attach to the other person um and um the other the other point I have related to that is don't um put other people on a pedestal and don't overvalue other people's opinions um you know every everybody every single person is fallible nobody's perfect um nobody is uh you know nobody is free from doing wrong every single person is fallible and so if you think that like you're super like you get everything wrong guess what other people get things wrong too um people aren't always smarter than you and so don't overvalue other people's opinions don't overvalue the opinions of you don't overvalue the opinions of of just things in general um don't put anybody on a pedestal because nobody deserves to be on there not even you yourself okay um and so i think the more that you re- you realize that like we're just all humans we're all on the same line 
you know, we're literally all on the starting line, the more you realise that and the more you realise it helps you to appreciate that you are not less than other people. Um, so don't overvalue other people's opinions um, and don't put anybody in a, on a pedestal. Nobody deserves to be on, on there. And um, the final point I will make on how to stop, and I think this is really key. And when I was um, trying to um, recover (laughs) from being a people pleaser, this was one that I did um, often and it really did help me. And this is to ask yourself why you're doing the things that you're doing and to question your your own motives. Um, And, you know, it's I think it's really important to before you make any decision, um, just if you just pause for a second and ask, why am I doing this? Um, and for me specifically, so I'll give an example. Um, I have a love-hate relationship with Instagram, but that's not even the point here. (laughs) So for example, before I posted my Insta stories, um, I would pause and I would ask myself, why am I doing this? Am I posting this because I want this person to think I'm cooler than I am? Or do I want this person to see me, um, in a certain light? Um, do I want this person to think highly of me? I used to ask myself those questions. And if, if I answered and I had to, this is where being honest comes into place. I had to be brutally honest with myself. And if I answered any of those questions with a yes, then I wouldn't post. Then I'll be like, no, I'm doing that to be a people pleaser. I'm doing that so that people think highly of me and that in turn, they might not know it, but I'm trying to please them. And so I used to, I used to check myself often and that really really did help me I would say it was jarring at first I'll be honest (laughs) but it did help and so I can't overstate this um ask yourself why are you doing that question your own motives um oftentimes the reality is we might find out that it's rooted in people pleasing so if we want people to see us in a better light than we are um I'm afraid that's rooted in people pleasing and you should probably not do it. So this helped me to, you know, to not do a lot of things, to not say a lot of things whilst I was out because I was like, well, I'm only doing that to seek your approval and that's people pleasing and I don't want to do that. I don't want to be tied. I don't want my my sense of myself or my view of myself to be tied to what you think of me. I want to be independent of that. There's this saying that I saw, I saw this quote on Twitter that I absolutely love and I saw it a while ago but I still think about it even to this day and it goes if you live by their approval you will die by their criticism and it's so true like to me I just found that so profound if you live by their approval you will die by their criticism and I think that that's just the danger of of people pleasing is that you know when it when it's going quote unquote well when you are indeed pleasing the people that you want to please and when you are receiving the approval in return that feels good good but it's only good for a second it's fleeting um because actually any 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 crit any critic um criticism from them or any dissenting view um from their approval will send you in just a panic like disaster um and so you could be pleasing them and you can be re- re- receiving the so-called benefits of that. But um, any little thing that goes against that will really have you in turmoil. 
And I think that that's the worst part of it. And so question your own motives so that you don't inadvertently fall victim um, of um, having your your the view of yourself tied to what other people think. And I think, again, this is where like having a high self-esteem and high self-worth comes into play. And this is where it's so priceless to you as an asset because you can recognize that. So in a nutshell, I think that people pleasing is um, thinking just too much of what other people think of you, but then that being reflected in your behavior. The worst part of it, I think, is that oftentimes it's disguised. So it might not be super obvious as, you know, you bow into everything that somebody says. But um, if you question your motive, motives, for example, before you post on social media, do you want to appear like you, I don't know, have a lot of nice things, for example? Okay, and why are you doing that? What is the point? Who were you trying to impress? You know, what? what's the thought behind that? Um, if you're too scared of, you know, rejection or even, you know, not revealing too much of yourself to let get let people get to know you. Um, for example, if you always have to be a certain way, um, if you um, have tendencies of per- perfectionism, question yourself, who is who is that for? Um you know, or, or, or what what do I want to get out of that? What's the implication of that? Um, and so there's so many things that I could say on this. There's so many. And I might do a part two, actually. But I'm going to stop there for now. Um, I hope that this has been a really great conversation for you. Um, I'm really interested to hear what you have to say. So leave a comment in SoundCloud or um, on Twitter. It's at onadult underscore pod on Instagram is the same thing at on adult underscore pod. I would really love to hear what you think. Um, and um, let me know, are you a people pleaser? Um, did you think that you were prior to this or did you not think that you were prior to this and then have now been shocked? <laughs> um, I know that, like I said, I came to some came to some harsh realizations but you know what a realization is great because it's the first step into actually being able to solve the problem all right so um i love you for listening and i will see you in the next episode until next time bye